What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host. Doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Welcome, everybody. It is the weekly show. If you're new here, welcome, welcome, where we talk about all the latest and greatest Apple news. And we actually have some official news to talk about because Apple just announced WWDC 2023. We'll talk about that. Yes, we'll talk about the iPhone 15. Yes, we'll also talk about a new officially authorized Steve Jobs ebook that just dropped. So we will talk about all of that here. But first, a couple orders of business for those of you familiar with the podcast. All right, this show is obviously all about you. I encourage you to continue to call in, leave a voice memo, your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about, and we will put them in the show. All you got to do is record it, send it in to Show at gmail.com. That's applebitsshow with a Z, and then send it in, and I'm going to put it in the show. Also, this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you can support my content and this podcast. You get early access to content, rewards at different levels, a completely ad-free version of the show. It starts at $2 per month, goes up to 5 which is like a cup of coffee a month, 10 25 or the $100 platinum Apple level. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you do it, and I'm so grateful for your support that allows this show to happen. All right, let's talk official Apple news, and we're starting with WWDC 2023 will be officially held from June 5th through June 9th, and this is a place on campus, not a place, it happens on campus in a variety of locations, but an opportunity for developers and students to be there in person, exchange ideas, socialize, network, and it happens at Apple Park, and it starts obviously June 5th with its opening day. It's going to be free for all developers, but again, there's an application process to apply to. It will also officially spotlight the next versions of iOS, iPadOS, macOS, watchOS, tvOS, and other advancements like, hmm, what else might we see at WWDC in Cupertino? We're likely at least to see some level of hardware announcements, whether that is the AR VR headset that has been in development and was reportedly potentially going to be shown off last year. We could also see the Mac Pro, which we know has been in the works for a while, and maybe a 15-inch MacBook Air. Now, if you recall, last year was WWDC 2022. That was the first time that Apple held any kind of in-person event at their headquarters since pandemic. So it's been a year from now. People are going to roll in. Um, this is going to be really fun. Obviously, there will likely be some sort of hardware component. I, They just made the official date announcement. I don't know if I'm going to be there yet or not. We'll just see if an invite comes in the mail. But I think this is going to be an important, obviously, time. June is sets up what happens and with the future hardware. But with iOS 17, we've heard a lot of rumblings of maybe it's just a few tweaks here. And then last minute, not last minute, but later in the life cycle, we were hearing, oh, Apple is going to maybe add some nice-to-have features to iOS 17 because a lot of their resources have been completely focused on the AR VR headset and Apple Reality OS, as it's been you know, rumored to be called with the headset, rumored to be called the Apple Reality Pro. So I'm excited. I will make sure I'm in town and hopefully we'll be out there. But I just came back from an amazing Sony camera camp where there was a lot of creators 
people who specialize in the camera influencer space, obviously the tech influencer space, hosted by Sony and Justine and Jenna Ezrak. And it was amazing. Met some TikTokers. Some people called me OG and legend. And I guess I guess I have been doing this for a while, but <laughs> it's been really fun. But I've been traveling. I'm on the go. And I'll be gone next week at the John Deere Tech Summit because I figured I want to experience something new and see what they're doing. So I'm traveling a lot, but you know what? I always got time to bring y'all the pod. It's always going to be hot like that. Okay, so WWDC, June 5th through June 9th, it is official. Also, another official thing that maybe you missed, but I talked about on my recent video on the channel, Apple has announced Apple Music Classical. It is now available to download in the App Store completely free. I believe at one time they actually had like a pre-order or the ability pre-order for an app is just downloading early and then it they flip the switch on and then you can use it. But Apple Music Classical, in order for you to use it, you do need to be an Apple Music subscriber initially and then it lets you use Apple Music Classical, which is a separate app, a dedicated app, separate from Apple Music. And this is great for classical music experts. And the thing about it is whether you're an expert, whether you're new to classical, Apple touts that it has the largest classical music selection in the world. And then the ability to search and browse through classical music is done and organized differently than standard music. You have it by composers. You have it by, you could pull by instruments, um, genres. You can pull by conductors or even orchestras that perform these songs. So it is really a new thing, unique thing, and the interface, the UI is really cool. There's, you know, Composer Essentials, kind of the building blocks, and you'll hear a lot of classic songs that you've always heard and known. And maybe you, if you aren't a classic music aficionado, you're going to be able to pick up some new cool things. And they always talk about how classical music is stimulating for the brain for young people, and I hope it's also for older people to help <laughs> shape their brain. So there's over 700 playlists available to to really guide listeners through what they say 800 years of music. Some of the releases are even going to be a Dolby Atmos spatial audio, not all of them, but there are some. It also features lossless audio of up to not all tracks, but up to 24-bit killer 192 kilohertz through the service so you can really hopefully hear some of those nuances of performances. And like I said, the Dolby Atmos Spatial Audio Catalog is adding new albums every week as these recordings are remastered. And then you also have some new contemporary performances captured in Spatial Audio. So it's a free app. If you're an Apple Music subscriber, whether it's student or family or individual, you'll be able to access this. And it's, to me, it's like a perk. It's amazing to get this entire new catalog of music. Uh, I'm I'm using air quotes for free, but you should check it out and just see what you like. As of now, they have not increased the price of Apple Music because of Apple Music Classical, which I hope they don't, but it's nice either way. Now, I talked about WWDC 23 potentially featuring and what we've all been waiting for, really. Rumors and reports have pointed to now this finally being the date and the event where we could see it. But Ming-Chi Kuo recently says that Apple has at least potentially pushed back mass production of its mixed reality headset, and the device may not appear at this year's WWDC. We will wait and see. I mean, things right now can pretty much change day by day, but Kuo tweeted that he isn't very optimistic about whether the headset will be able to be there and create an 
iPhone moment. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's, when you say create an iPhone moment, has there been any device ever, ever that you can think of across all tech sectors, across gaming sectors, that was at the same level as an iPhone moment? You watch the video playback of when Steve Jobs introduced the iPhone for the very first time and how he said how it was, you know, an an iPod, a web browser, and a communicator, uh, you know, a, a phone basically. And he had to say it three times and people didn't really get it the first time. And then the, the second time he emphasized it, everyone started, you know, buzzing. And then you heard people cheering and the energy like rose and everyone's like, holy crap, this is going to be crazy. You, I don't think I've even seen any keynote where someone just spit it out and people didn't necessarily process it in that moment. And then all of a sudden the the room, it was like understanding a joke way later, but the entire room understood, picked it up way later. And then this surge of buzz and energy happened. I mean, I was there when it was announced. So it was, it was incredible. And maybe because I was there, I might say it, but I don't think there was any other event. I was there when the first iPad was announced. People were skeptical about that first iPad. So when they annou- he announced it, they were still kind of like, huh, okay, interesting, until later on, you know, it's become a, an important part of the ecosystem, not not anything like an iPhone moment. Uh, AirPods weren't an iPhone moment. Game consoles, never an iPhone moment. New TVs, never an iPhone moment. So any, you know, re- virtual reality headsets, mixed reality headsets, there's never been one that has an iPhone moment. Meta trying to like promote their new platform, has tried, but it's never created an iPhone moment. So I think there's nothing that's going to be able to be or top, I'm going to knock on desk. There's nothing that I can think of that is going to match that iPhone moment. So we'll wait and see. But the fact that Quo's hinting that it could be delayed, I think might take a lot of steam and energy out of WWDC, if that's the case. But Apple has all the time in the world to slow play this product because even when it comes out for that $3,000 price, this people, I'm sorry, consumers, regular consumers, even the most diehard Apple fans, they don't have $3,000 to just throw at a mixed reality headset. It's just, we're just talking about the current climate and the economy and what people are doing. I just, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong. So we're talking about WWDC. We're talking about Apple products, of course. But let's talk about some more iPhone 15 rumors and related to specifically the new solid state buttons. We know that there's going to be a volume rocker that is now, at least how about we know, the rumors are saying that Apple will now be getting rid of having two separate buttons for volume. It'll be a single volume rocker. And then there was a button above it that everyone assumed would be a mute type solid state button. But now reports are saying that that button is rumored to be a multi-use action button instead of a mute switch. So if you've paid attention to the Apple Watch Ultra, it has that orange button on it. That's a multi-use button. And of course it is, let's say it's, it is locked down to only six specific functions. I think whether it's starting a workout is one of them. One of them is creating a waypoint, like a landmark. Another one is turning on the flashlight app 
on the Apple Watch to use just like a quick access. And I actually really like this idea of this button being a multi-use action button. Now, they said the source to this rumor, according to a Mac Rumors forum member, says that the action button will replace the ring silence switch that's been on every iPhone model since 2007. They didn't explain exactly how it'll work, but you've got to imagine it'll be like the Apple Watch Ultra. So there is no implementation. Uh, If it is a multi-use button, maybe depending on context of where you are, it could be used in different ways as well, whether it's ring, you know, turning a call from ring to silent or your phone from ring to silent, do not disturb, flashlight, maybe holding it, doing multiple presses might be something might be something different. I think with that solid state volume button, you can sure detect up and down for volume, but maybe you hold it for a few seconds and that becomes the mute switch. And now you have this extra accessible action button that can do a variety of other things. You can you can do, you know, show the lock screen, show the home screen, lock the rotation. There's ways to do that in the settings and at least it's maybe two steps, but a single action button does sound appealing and not a gotta have game changer, but a really nice addition to the Apple Apple iPhone lineup, absolutely. Also, this solid state button sensitivity, specifically when we're talking about the iPhone, could be customized to cater for different cases and gloves. So that's according to other details that are came from the Mac Rumor forums. And again, there's a lot of buzz and rumor millville stuff going on but is an anonymous tipster that said the iphone 15 pro's solid state button sensitivity could be custom to cater for different types of cases or gloves and that action button on the apple watch ultra one of the reasons why they put it there is for people that are doing super outdoor stuff if you're wearing gloves you'd still be able to access that button because of the the tactile nature of it and where to press also the uh, digital crown was made a little bigger and more accessible as well. I found that even doing something like scuba diving, the digital crown, it, how about this? It's better than what's on a normal Apple Watch, but even its larger size, it, it did, being underwater and it being like a little colder, it, it wasn't like it was super easy to scroll. It wasn't hard to scroll either, but it, it wasn't like it made it that much more convenient, if that makes sense. So w- we'll see what happens there. Also, in the same kind of share of details on the Mac Rumor forums, another detail is reportedly said that the iPhone 15 Pro's solid state button not only could be um, you know, customized for sensitivity, but a new low energy chip could allow these solid state buttons to still work when the device is off or out of battery. And that's pretty interesting because everyone has said, hey, what happens when your phone dies Will you be able to you or you know will you be able to even activate these solid state buttons if they have other crucial uses that are important? So according to the report, maybe there will be some new ultra low energy microprocessor that allows certain features like these new capacitive solid state buttons to remain functional even when the handset is powered off or the batteries run out. So kind of interesting new functionalities that could come to the iPhone because it's not. I'm not saying that they're creating new problems, but because of the nature of the new tech, it's creating new challenges. And so you've got to be able to address that. And that's pretty interesting. All right. Let's also talk about Apple services. Apple Pay Later. I'm not saying Apple Pay Later. I'm saying the actual name of the service. Apple Pay Later 
is now available on a limited basis right now and will be launching widely in the next coming months. This is officially announced by Apple today that it will be inviting randomly selected users to use a pre-release version of the Apple Pay later via the wallet app and then an email will be sent to your Apple ID to inform you of this. Apple Pay later right now will be available in the US. It requires iOS 16.4 and iPad OS 16.4 and will be expanded to all eligible iPhone users over the age of 18 in the US in the coming months. So yes, this is a US feature only, but it's basically their buy now, pay later financing option that lets you qualify to split a purchase made with Apple Pay into four equal payments over six weeks, no interest, no fees to pay, and the users can apply for an Apple Pay Later loan of anywhere from $50 to $1,000 that could then be used towards online and in-app purchases made with Apple Pay on your iPhone and iPad. Now, for a while, I might have been doing a few purchases with this cool little app called Marvel Snap, and I, I'm i not saying I need to apply for Apple Pay Later, but... It's one of the games I've spent more money than I thought I would on. If And now I'm like, why did I do that? That was just, that was just stupid. So iPhone users were, are going to be able to apply for this loan in the wallet app once they get this email with no impact to their credit either. Um, after entering the amount that you want to borrow and agreeing to the terms, you're going to get a soft credit check. It'll be initiated during that process. And then after you're approved, Apple Pay Later will be available as an option when using Apple Pay, right? So... Amongst your cards, that Apple Pay Later loan that you applied for will show up as well as an option. So this is another way for you know Apple to get people who may not be able to afford their products right away because let's be real. I mean, not everyone is ready and willing to just pay up front for their products all the time. And we've, we've seen different financing plans, but the difference is this one is done directly through Apple. Let's jump over to the car space and General Motors is planning and will phase out Apple CarPlay and Android Auto in its vehicles starting this year. And they're actually shifting to a built-in infotainment system that has been co-developed with Google. So don't think of Android Auto and Google as the same thing here. They're making a system co-developed with Google specifically. Now, GM, some of the car brands they own, Buick, Cadillac, Chevrolet, and GMC in the US, it's going to stop offering CarPlay and Android Auto starting with the 2024 Chevrolet Blazer. That's going to be going on sale this summer, according to the reports. And the company does still at least plan to continue offering CarPlay and Android Auto in its combustion models, uh, earlier models, which look, combustion cars are expected to be phased out by 2035. And by then, all electric is the assumption, but owners of existing GM cars that currently have Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, you're going to still be able to continue using those systems. But this partnership, I didn't see this new system at CES quite honestly. I don't, I'll be real with you. I don't even know if it was there. I didn't, I spent some time in the car area, but I didn't see GM promoting a new Google, like all Google system. And at the time, I didn't know that they were even planning on phasing out Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. But they're looking to kind of create this tightly controlled, you know, ecosystem of their own with Google. And we'll see how that system is. Uh, I think CarPlay works pretty darn well for me when it does talk to uh, my mom's car. 
And then last but not least, you know, it's a, a quick tight week of news. There's a new official ebook featuring Steve Jobs' letters, speeches, and interviews, and it's going to be available on April 11th. So the official Steve Jobs archive announced today on their website its first published works, and it's going to be arriving as this free ebook on digital platforms on April 11th. So as of now, there's no word if there will be a physical version of this book, but they are offering this ebook for free. It's going to be called Make Something Wonderful, and it's going to collect and collate Steve Jobs' speeches, some of his correspondence, and interviews from SJ, the one of the original founders of Apple. It's going to include a forward introduction from his wife, Lorene Powell Jobs, and the archive says that the book is designed to inspire readers to make their own wonderful things. Um, again, still, still unclear if a physical print edition is under development. I would love to get my hands on a physical book of this. I don't know if you remember just to talk about how crazy sometimes Apple books can be. Do you remember that? I have to check the date. It must have been, was it four or five years ago? Maybe even longer. Apple released their designed in California book. And it was this beautiful photo book of all of kind of Apple's iconic designs through the years with SJ during really the SJ and Johnny Ives era. And those books now, they made like a small format one and a large format one. Now, I happen to buy the large format one at the time, and I think it costs around like $400 or $500. But now they're literally selling for at least sealed, not read for anywhere between like $3,000 to $5,000, something stupid like that. But I'm not saying that this Steve Jobs archive book is going to do the same. And they no longer sell that Design in California book. But maybe a physical version might be a nice memoir and there are certain books that that I love just having and collecting. I don't even I'm not even the biggest book reader, but uh, no matter what, there's something about physical that just feels different, smells different, the the way you interact it. It's just it's just real real nice. And I'm not hating on ebooks or Apple books. I did find out on my recent video that a whole lot of people actually use Apple books, which I was surprised by because I guess maybe they don't have Kindles. I use a Kindle or they just like the Apple book interface better. And also it can directly read PDFs and things like that. But um, I was surprised. I was shocked. A lot of you all do use Apple books. So anyways, this ebook available for free on digital platforms, April 11th. I'm assuming Apple books will be able to read this as well. Maybe make it available. We'll see. But it's called Make Something Wonderful and it's speeches, correspondence and interviews from SJ. And you know, you we'll all be able to pick up something from it, even just, you know, how he talks to people or maybe the his style and his prose of how he just, you know, whether he shuts down. I don't know. I don't, I don't think they're going to put any gnarly emails that he wrote or gnarly things. It, it could be his, some of his great speeches. I think it was, was it the Stanford graduation speech? That is pretty iconic. Um, things like that. And maybe some things he said on keynotes. Uh, but I'm excited to check that out. It'll be really cool. All right, everybody, that is going to do it for this week's podcast. Short, clean, tight. Got to give a big thanks to our Platinum Apples at the $100 support level. Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jarrett Lewis, Michael Gigliotti, Atari Koenigsegg, and Glenn Canellis. Thank you so much for your support, for my content and everything I do. You are all incredible. And everyone who's supporting at every level, just as incredible. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you do it. All right, everybody, I am going to be heading out to 
Austin, Texas, the John Deere Tech Summit next week. Um, I'll be gone basically the whole week, but I will try and get some content out. And obviously, the podcast is always going to get delivered, even if it might be a day later than normal. But you get it all here. But come back, same bad time, same bad channel, and we'll see what else has happened in the world of Apple. All right, everybody, take care, be safe, be good, and I'll talk to you soon. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace. Peace.